This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Jordan Johnston, a certified public accountant with Lowry, Powell, Stevens, and Mangum right here in the San Antonio area. Jordan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I know this is your first time on a podcast. I'm excited that you're here. Good family man um, mm-hmm. and our CPA, no joke. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife absolutely loves the, the work that you do. So Thank uh, you. excited to have you here. We're also going to talk with Douglas Mitchell, the CEO of Argenta Consulting, an award-winning sales organization which earned over $35 million in commissions selling products via door-to-door, business-to-business, referrals, and social media. Doug, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, brother. It's an honor to be here. You're very active and 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 look good, if I may say so, when uh, on all the social media platforms. I'm not trying to be weird, yeah. right? I mean, but it, it's no, like, I've got a, I've got an amazing team, just like you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a, a an amazing VA team that takes care of all that for me, and their job is to make me look good, and they're very good at it. Isn't that cool? So that's a great point. I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but right. business owners really need to look into this outsourcing model mm-hmm. to help you. Be awesome, more awesome than you're at, and it's still yeah. affordable. So just don't lose sight of that, right? I mean, did you start right away, or was it something you got into later? No, something I got into later. Uh, we, you know, we started with just me and Ryan and the podcast and, you know, him shooting things and then us trying to chop them up. And then yep. eventually we gave it to uh, one of our operations VA, and she just took it from there. She downloaded CapCut, and it was over. Like, she just started tearing it up. Yeah, yeah. I love it, too. And it's like, they're better at it than us. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, this younger generation is better at yes. it than I am. So props to them. I love it, too. All right. In studio with us today, as always, is Heather Bame, a certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity in business and achieve their goals. Heather, welcome back to the show. I'm always happy to be on here, and we're getting a lot of reach on here, too. We are, yeah. it's We do about 100,000 every 28 days or mm-hmm. so um, on the cycle, so... It's a really social media is where it's at. I don't even track my podcast numbers. I think you do. Uh, mm-hmm. You're doing really, really well on Spotify. What's your Spotify? How do they reach you there? Just out of curiosity. Do you remember? Building Great Sales Teams. Building I mean, great. just the title of the show. Yeah, Building Great cool. Sales Teams or Douglas Mitchell. We'll, you're ranked we'll there, right? There. Top five or something, right? Yeah. We. What did we get? Uh, top 1% of business content on Spotify. That's Congrats, what we got last man. year, That's right? fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. And I am your host, Mark Ebinger, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring administrative and social media experts from the Philippines for as little as seven bucks an hour. We've become quite the experts at doing that. So if it's something you're interested in doing and leveraging, then please reach out to us. So we, uh, Jordan, you have been a, so you're in the CPA world. Uh, how did you get started with that what drew you to want to get involved in numbers so much so i actually didn't really know what a cpa was um originally i when i graduated high school i went off to ut and i was a natural sciences major Um, my mother wanted me to to be a doctor so you know after uh, failing chemistry twice and coming back home to with my uh, tail tucked between my legs I worked for a, a former CPA who became a, a real estate developer, and he built pretty much a whole subdivision. It was my job to go and do the make readies and mow the yards. And so he uh, kind of took me under his wing and encouraged me to get my accounting degree. And so I go to the community college. I sign up for accounting. Uh, it's uh, seventh grade algebra, which I could do, and I got super <laughs> into it. I 
talked all my friends into changing their majors into accounting. And so um, eventually I, I graduated. I started working in public accounting in 2008. So July will be my 15th year. Wow. And um, uh, when I passed the CPA exam, my old mentor came to the swearing-in ceremony. So that was quite an honor. And But yeah, it's it's a great job. I love it. And if you know anybody that might be interested in accounting, we are desperate for more accountants. So right. there's Real a lot quick, of opportunity. You said you convinced all of your friends yeah. to become accounting majors? I caught that too. Oh, yeah. Tell yeah. me a little bit more about that. Yeah, persuasive speaker. We, <laughs> we all just came. We, we, we went off. We all failed. We all came back. And, you know, we're just growing up. And one of them was going to join the railroad. And I talked him out of that. So he got his accounting <laughs> degree. Now he's an IRS agent, believe it or not. Oh. Um, he went so, to the dark side. Yeah, the man he's a on Sith. the inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a Sith, I like right? That. I like that. So, not that there's anything wrong yeah. with that, okay, IRS people? But whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just like everybody else, but, yeah. you know, uh, they're scarier. Um, and then, yeah, I have, so two of them became CPAs, and another one did not, but she's she's doing all right, so. But, yeah. What did she become? I think uh, a nursing home administrator. Oh, okay. So. okay. But she was kind of the boss of the group, so it made sense that she would go on to be a. So do you love what you do? I mean, you love the numbers thing? I I do. It's, um, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's not boring. There's always something new and different. There's new challenges. There's there's a lot of problem solving. Um, one of the things that a, a former partner had taught me was uh, happiness is a zero balance. So if you've got both sides of the equation worked out, it zeroes out. And so when you hit zero, you're reconciled. It's just a great feeling. My wife would not agree with that, though. So She's like, happiness is like a, you know, $50,000 Positive balance. balance. Well, yeah, <laughs> in terms so of in kind of, I know exactly what he's talking about, and mine never reconciles. So <laughs> oh, you're talking a, about? I couldn't yeah. imagine the emotion oh. I would feel when it actually reconciled. <laughs> so that's what you're talking about. Yeah, like your trial balance on it. Yeah, okay. when yeah. debits. I didn't pass equal, accounting. Yeah. So. I, I have to pay someone thousands of dollars in order for it to reconcile. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Outsourcing that. So if uh, you know accounting is fun, and I know like in coaching, one of my fun. if accounting is fun, I don't know. You know, to each their own. But right? I know for me, I get like super excited when a client has that aha moment and they walk out of one of our sessions and they're like jazzed about their business again. What is that in accounting for you? I mean, so in the CPA world. You know, we are we are accountants. So in Texas, believe it or not, you are not an accountant unless you're a certified public accountant. So that word is exclusive for us, really. I have a license to practice accountancy, which sounds kind of nerdy, but mm. there you go. We're licensed by a state. Sounds board. like a fake word. It does. Accountancy. accountancy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't throw it around often. I don't know why I'm doing it on a podcast now. <laughs> but um, so uh, a piece of what we do is also tax. And so I, I work mostly with tax these days, but kind of the areas that we cover in public accounting would be uh, tax, uh, accounting, and then uh, audit services. So when you hear the word audit, a lot of people think an IRS audit. And yeah, we, we deal with IRS audits and IRS notices. But another thing we do is uh, financial statement auditing. And that's where we will go and audit or review a set of financials. We'll uh, draft an opinion letter and let third-party users know whether or not they can rely on these financials. And that's cool. pretty much what CPAs can do exclusively. So if, if you're not an accountant, if you're not a CPA and you're opining on financials, you're in trouble. So um, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that if you're um, 
let's say a small business owner or just a business owner and you've got uh, accounting and financials and books and a tax return, um, it might be good to choose a CPA to help you with that because not only do we know the tax side of things, but we also know the accounting side. And if your accounting isn't right, if your financials are not right, and that's going into a tax return, then um, it's not going to be as good as it could be. So, and you work pretty tight with uh, like um, bookkeepers. Yep. And who else? Like attorneys. attorneys. What's your circle? Um, I work with uh, attorneys, bookkeepers, financial planners, and it's uh, great when you have a good network. And I do have a great yeah. network of people I can count on. Um, bounce ideas uh, off of. Um, and so, you know, if we have clients in common, you know, they're getting a whole team working for them, and sometimes they don't even know it. It's just, hey, I've got this question. If we do this, what will happen? Um, if for bookkeeping, so that's more of the uh, the day-to-day task, and so I don't do a lot of that. I try not to do any of it, really. So if I find a, a bookkeeper that I can trust and I know that they know what they're doing, then I can rely on their work. I don't have to fix as much, and it's just a, a better situation. Same thing with attorneys. Um, a lot of times people will just go and get a boilerplate LLC agreement, and they don't really know what kind of language is in it. And um, maybe they go and they, uh, they take their LLC and make the S election, but they've got some language in there that could terminate that S election. Yeah, so I remember you giving that yeah. example. Yep. So um, there's ways to fix that, by the way. But um, it's just good if you have your attorney who is looking out for you legally, talk to the CPA who's looking out for you tax wise and just make sure that, okay, this is a good document. Um, It's going to be this way for legal purposes and this way for tax purposes. Yeah, I'm in your network, too. So it's mm -hmm. like you're my CPA. Texas Suits is my my law firm and that kind of stuff. I got him. I do my mm-hmm. bookkeeping, so I mean, I'm I'm pretty tied up there, and it's like I never expected myself to get to that point. To be honest, I'm more of a by the seat of my pants, let's figure it out kind of a thing. But because I've been exposed to really good networks and I've learned, it's like, woo, I might as well get some stuff in place now because I can before I get myself into hot water, and then it's a complete mm-hmm. nightmare. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I anyway, feel like so, it's a lot cheaper to pay for a CPA up front than to get caught without a CPA on the back end. Yep. Yep. We had to kind of learn the hard way on that one because we had a CPA we'd been using for a few years before that, but it was just a complete nightmare, and we were just sick of it. And uh, So introducing my wife to you and you taking such good care of our family on that kind of stuff and our business stuff, she's just been very happy, so well, excited about all one that. One of the things, you know, when people are looking to switch, they'll, they'll, uh, I'll ask, why are you switching from your current CPA? And a lot of it is just they um, aren't responsive enough. And mm-hmm. I understand you, you grow, and it's harder to take time, but um, I really try to be as accessible as possible, and uh, most of the people I work for, they have my cell phone number, so I will get calls or texts. Um, I had two this morning before 9 o'clock. One person lost their bookkeeper, and they have to make payroll. They don't know what to do, so I got Mm -hmm. someone on that, and then another one just had a question, and so they have a question. What what happens if I do this? What's the consequences? I'll just call Jordan. Now they know. Now they can make their decision and go about their day. Yeah. Versus I emailed the CPA and uh, I haven't heard back. So when I was a cop, it was, "Will you want to go to jail or you want to go home?" Now that's a quote from Training Day. I was just testing you. <laughs> I always want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, so you are a CPA. You're very responsive. How often should a business owner be expecting to talk to their CPA on a yearly basis? What's a good 
way they can tell if their CPA is doing enough or not. Yeah, how many times a day should we be calling? Yeah, texting you. <laughs> oh, 9 p.m. Sunday. That's your hours, right? 9 p.m. to <laughs> I've, I've learned not to check work email on Sunday, so I <laughs> get a good night's sleep right. for Monday. Um, I really, I think in my mind, as often as you think is necessary, and so um, I think the old school traditional model would be, you know, it's February, here's my shoebox of stuff, mm -hmm. and then we find out what happened. But really, I think you're you're missing out on a lot of good information if you're not asking your CPA questions throughout the year. And so um, I just try to encourage people to do that. And it's exciting for me. You, you know, you might be getting into something new, and then I get excited. And um, especially if I'm doing your work, and if I'm putting my name on your work, then I kind of think I care about it a little bit more than you guys do even. So... <laughs> I mean, one of the things that stood out too when we had a conversation about that flow of process. So, like our previous CPA, they do something and there was something that was missed, right? She didn't file for an extension. Mm -hmm. So, then we had mm -hmm. to then ask the IRS to forgive us that we missed that extension, which I guess you can do one time, which you mm -hmm. told me about. But you guys have over uh, like checks and balances within your organization to make sure that stuff that, like that doesn't happen. So, I think that's a really, really good point with being a firm. Mm hmm. Yeah, and the, so the firm itself, uh, Lowry Powell, Stevens & Mangum, or LPSM for short, uh, we're a, a medium-sized firm here in San Antonio, and um, I mean, if I don't know the answer to something, there's so many people I can ask and bounce ideas off of, or if I have a, you know, if I think this plan will work, I can go talk to a partner and find out, yeah, that'll work, or no, you didn't consider this, and so it's just an incredible amount of resources, so I'm very fortunate to be there. Um, I've learned so much. I, I started with them in uh, 2017 after moving to San Antonio. So, um, you know, it just really depends. So much depends on who you go with, who the person, who's your point of contact, who's your CPA, and then what firm are they with. Sure. So, so what really lights you up on the uh, CPA world? I mean, what are you most excited about dealing with client-wise, like industry or focus? Yeah, if you could pick a dream client. Yeah. Like... I think you like real estate, right? That's kind of your yeah. Your there's real a lot. Of, a lot of people are getting more and more into real estate, and so um, you know maybe someone has a, a good paying job, and then they want to start getting into real estate investing, and they're thinking, oh, I'll have all these deductions, and mm. uh, yes, it's true, you'll have all these deductions, but then they'll run into the the passive activity rules, and so those deductions might not be deductible when you think they are, and so a lot of it's just kind of walking them through the process, explaining it to them. Um, and then they, they kind of understand what they're getting into, and so there's not any disappointments or surprises. It's, it's They know. And if they have questions or if they forget, they can always reach out, and, and we could talk about it some more. So um, just really, um, I guess, believe it or not, I like to talk. So if you get me on the phone and we get <laughs> onto a topic, I'll... Well, if you're passionate about it, right? Yep. So Are you a, are you a Star Wars or a Trekkie? I would probably have to say... If I had to pick one, Star Wars. Really? That's good. So why, why is that? What about you, Doug? What is that Star Wars all day. Yeah. yeah. So I was just curious. <laughs> Trekkies aren't as, they're kind of goofy now compared to the Star Wars clan. But what about you? Oh, I mean, Star Wars, but I, I probably wouldn't put myself in either or category, to be <laughs> honest. Like, I mean, I grew cool up on that. the four, five, sixes, not the one, two, threes. And so that's that's basically where I'm at. I was at. just curious. I, really, it was how you answered the question I was most interested in. If you're like, oh, dude, I'm all about Star Wars. Oh, yeah, man. then you can really <laughs> you see tell. the new whatever coming out? <laughs> that's what I was looking for. 
but no, I guess. Well, not. you know, Star Wars is more like a. It's kind of like a western, like a space western. It seems like you know, but yeah, yeah the Mandalorian <laughs> especially, right? Yeah, that, All yeah. those, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely straight out of western oh. style. I like it. I fell like, asleep during the Mandalorian, y'all. Huh? How dare you? You did what? I fell asleep. It was long. The movies are too long now. That's just rude. I have children. <laughs> yeah. Can't. That is rude. You just I had a. Yeah, I, ju- I just had a kid, so I'm in the depths of sleep deprivation. But the yeah. movies are too long now. Make them an hour and a half. That's fair. Yeah. You yeah. All the superhero movies too. are like two and a half. The hours Avatar now. movie was three hours. I know this is not a movie podcast, but like. Three hours? We left halfway through. You gotta have them ninety minutes long. The, the kid movies are my favorite because it's it's ninety minutes. There's like a conflict. There's a climax. There's a resolution. It's a happy ending. The music's good. I get the adult jokes that they sneak in there. Yeah, so, <laughs> I love like, that too. It's like that's what I watch. You know, dude. Me and my kids watched Twins the other day. It's PG. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's it's a PG. Great one. Yeah, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. Danny yeah, DeVito. Yeah. We watched Twins yesterday on and Netflix too, right? He opens up a magazine and he like seeing a woman for the first time, but it shows it. I'm like, oh. this, is, this oh. is like 20 years ago PG. It's yes. a little different. Okay. <laughs> HBO PG. Smokey and the Bandit also PG. I watched that yeah. not long ago. I was like, okay, this is not, this is PG. not PG anymore. <laughs> this is like PG 13 at least. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There were some words in Back to the Future that my daughter picked up on. Mm-hmm. She was like. And I was kind of like, mm. yeah, <laughs> and they like, had oh. sex scenes and everything, yeah. you know. And I was like, oh dang, PG is different <laughs> or was different. Well, have back you then. really listened to the lyrics of some of the '70s and '80s music that we oh, thought yeah. was so cool, and we're like, oh, oh yeah. all right, shh, your ears, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, uh. yeah. all right, Jordan. Uh, if folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Um, I guess uh, you can email me at uh, jordanj at mysacpa.com would be the best way. Um, I guess I shouldn't give my cell phone out on a on no, a no, don't do that. But what about your office? Do you guys have an office number? Or? I would rather get emails. I mean, I'm of the generation where please, right. please don't leave me a voicemail. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, and everything right. in writing's nice too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could flag my Outlook and go back and, and get it, you know, yeah. something like that. So I even have my wife do that on. So if she wants me to do something, I'm like just send me an email on that, so that way I'll I'll, I'll miss it or mm-hmm. won't miss it. Well, thanks, Jordan. What did you think? First time doing a podcast? Wasn't that bad, right? It really wasn't that bad. I was uh, certainly feeling anxious about it, but I'm glad I I did it. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. See, we didn't get anything weird. Your license isn't going to get pulled from you because you said that you can write off, you know, fake wigs. (laughs) The uh, yacht. Whatever. I mean, I don't even know. That was funny on the last one. We talked to Marco a little bit about mm-hmm. uh, some of the TikTok. Do you ever watch like TikTok, social media, stuff like that, and have some crazy tax advice that's going on? Um, yeah, my mom will send me TikToks with this and that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I, so I don't have TikTok because I, I guess I don't want to give all my data away, apparently. So, uh, But, yeah, I've, I've seen some of those. And, you know, people will see a TikTok video about some uh, a tax topic, and, uh, yeah, you it can lead to something, but, you know, please consult your tax professional yes. about your TikTok <laughs> viewing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's I a fun, fun topic for everybody. What's the worst social media advice you've come across in your industry? Oh, geez. Could be a fun one. Hmm. I, the It's the cop videos where people, because I'm a, I'm a retired cop, right? Mm-hmm. So people getting pulled over by the police and how they act and stuff like that. I'm like, you, you're just asking for it. Why are you creating a situation yeah. you don't need to create? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just the yes cop's sir, just trying yes to do man. his job. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not always. It seems like sometimes there's some crazy ones out there. But anyway, so that's my thing is the the getting pulled over by the cop videos. I, I just scroll right past those. I can't even watch them. Oh, but, yeah. uh, what about you, Doug? I mean, I think 
misinformation oh yeah uh among a lot of information is better than it used to be which is newspapers and tv controlled all your information you know so i i appreciate it at the same time like i have common sense Mm -hmm. you know but not everybody has that so (laughs) it's so it is what it is you know but i'd rather have a lot the information and me be able to discern oh that's bs or be able to come to someone like jordan here and him say hey that's bs okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're good now (laughs) Get in trouble a couple times, you figure it out. Yeah. What, is that phrase, F around or find out? Kind yeah. Of what about you, yeah. Jordan? Uh, speaking of that phrase, did you ever see that video with the coach in the graph? Uh, oh, how, yeah. How much you want to find out? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I've seen <laughs> that. I've seen much. the one about the whether or not it's it's a... Hot girl, crazy girl? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. one. Yeah. That's it's a dude. A, it's the same, <laughs> same guy. Same premise. Is it, is yeah. It, okay, cool. Yeah. Same premise. Okay. Yeah. Will you send that to me later? I'll more, send it to The more you FA, the more you FO, basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will, uh, my kids have seen that video, which they probably shouldn't have. But, <laughs> so now my wife and I are like, how much you want to find out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love TikTok, man. That's my social media vice, man. I, yeah. I, I, I really enjoy it. I convinced all my friends to get it in 2020, and mm. now I've curated it to the point where I really only see stuff that I'm interested in. So it's you could great. You learn a lot about a person scrolling their TikTok. Oh, yeah. So you mine really could. is um, sustainability, like chickens, your own water, farming. Oh, mine's that too. Cooking, you know, uh, and then a random like uh, pasture you know, like a uh, Christian TikToker, mm. I guess you could say. And then, and then that's it. But when I first got on that thing, it was crazy. TNA everywhere. Oh my you gosh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you have to curate it. They profiled time. your, because you're a, I'm a 37 a year old male. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. We know what he wants to look <laughs> yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I'll get those two. I don't get them anymore, but when I first started, I'm mm-hmm. like scrolling fast with my, my yeah. wife hears something like you know oh all on. they need to hear is the first sound and they know what it is already oh, and i'm like how do you know what it is yeah <laughs> what's going on all right doug so i'm excited to have you on the show uh i know you're very very active out there in the podcast world and social media and uh you're in sales which i love that as well so official welcome next up on the show is douglas mitchell the ceo of argenta consulting an award-winning sales organization which earned over $35 million in commissions, selling products via door-to-door business business, referrals, and social media. So, Doug, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Mark. So how do you get involved in building sales teams? That's what you're about now. Mm-hmm. How, what's that? What's the start of that journey? So I got fired from about like the 20, 21st jobs I had. Well, let's just start <laughs> with honesty. Let's yeah. go there. Yeah. A nice, I, like, provoking lie. I had I an love issue. It. I had a an worker issue with the, Yeah. I had an issue with authority. And I thought I could do everything better, which it turns out I could to a certain point, And then I reached my cap, right? We, like we all do. But anyways, I worked for another entrepreneur that had several businesses. And uh, one of them was collectible gold sales, like Boiler Room. Have you guys seen Boiler Room? Mm-mm. Sounds familiar. Yeah, it's it's it basically when is you that with Ben Affleck? Yes. Okay, I've seen Ben Affleck, Vin Diesel. TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Uh, I think Casey Affleck's in it too. Um, uh, a few other people, but... Anyways, it's a it's a room where they basically get on the phones and sell high ticket products, right? Mm. And in this case, it was uh, intrinsic value gold, like American Eagles that are certified, mm. and and these guys would do seven to ten million a year selling those type wow. of coins. And so he was a serial entrepreneur. So one of his salespeople said, "Hey, I came from this other company. They do door to door sales for AT and T. It's easy to get a contract, and um, you can make millions of dollars doing it. I see companies do it all the time." And so he starts this company, dumps 200 grand into it, and that salesperson walks, t- 
takes off and he's losing money hand over fist. And he's like, Hey Doug, I'm, I'm the marketing manager at the time, right? I'm placing uh full page newspaper ads and, 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 you know, boxing up coins and, and running trailers, you know, to the industrial staffing site. He's got all these different businesses. So I'm learning by, uh, osmosis basically. And, um, he's like, Hey, do you think you can manage this thing? It's just door to door sales. Like you got that right. You used to do that back in high school. And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll give it a shot. Why not? You know? And so I got the company back to black as the, the GM. And then he's like, all right, I'm gonna try to sell it. Wasn't able to sell it. And I'm like, sell it to me. I was like, I'll, I'll pay exactly what you lost in it. You know, I figured out the business. I know that I can make, I think at the time I was making 30 grand a year, you know, I was like, I think I can make like 50 grand a year doing this. So why not? You know, I had that, uh, irresponsible, um, risk adversity. I don't know how else to say it, you know? It's like, you know, you feel like you can probably do it. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then why not? I was 22 years old. Yeah. When you're that young, yeah. go for it. Yeah. Do it so now. You're not going to do it when you're well, 65. Yeah. So I went home to my wife and our three month old daughter. Oh. Yeah. And I told her, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to start a business that this business owner that's been in business for 20 years couldn't figure it out, but I'm going to figure it out. Right. I promise. And it's lost 200 grand and I'm going to pay 200 grand for it. Right. Mm. And, uh, I didn't have 200 grand. Obviously I owner financed it from him and, and she, and she was like, don't do this. <laughs> she looked at me straight and dead in the face. She's like, I just finally started getting a paycheck. You've got a steady paycheck. We've got a three month old daughter. Don't do this. So I got up the next day, went in his office. I'm like, all right, we're doing this. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, looking back, it was a great decision, right? So we, uh, the first thing I did is I knocked doors for 90 days. I figured out the business from the ground up before I was just kind of managing it, you know, making sure the guys went out to the field, creating that accountability. Now I went out with them and started figuring out, okay, you know, what's an intro, what's a qualify, what's a presentation, how do we close? I started putting together scripts. I started hiring salespeople and putting systems in place, right? The first thing I had to put in place was the sales system, right? The second thing I had to put in place was the recruiting system. And the third place thing I had to put in place was the management system. Once I had all three of those, then I was able to hire a manager full-time. Why that flow, though? Why in that order? Why does that matter? Money, um, teaching others how to make money, and then how to manage the people that make the money. Okay, gotcha. You know? And um, I've literally never said that before. It makes so much sense now that I'm saying <laughs> it, though. That's why I ask the questions. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm really good at it. And I'm very humble. So, <laughs> <laughs> so once I got management in place and we started figuring out, okay, this is how an office should flow. This is how meetings should flow. You know, now we're talking uh, business systems, right? This is how we should set up our opportunity structure. This is how we should present the opportunity to the new salespeople coming in. At the end of the day, we were a staffing and training company. You know, we weren't a sales company for AT&T. We were staffing and training. The sales were happening out in the field. By the time they happen, 20 different things happened in the office before that salesperson could get out in the field and pitch a mm -hmm. customer, right? And so um, we ended up scaling from when I first took over the company, we had about seven or eight sales reps all the way up to, uh, at one point, 110 sales reps over 13 offices in about four different states. And so what we realized was we had a duplicatable system, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it just took off from there. And How do you deal with turnover? I, it sounded like we were at a breaking point. That's why I wanted to. So it is. It's a huge factor, right? Yeah. It's like you put all this effort into training somebody up, and then two weeks later they're gone. I mean. You, Gary, Gary V said it best. Nobody's good at hiring. Accept it. 
hire and fire fast. Yeah. So hire fast, fire faster, yeah. and promote faster, faster, or something yeah. like that, right? Well, in sales, sure. I mean, obviously, if you're hiring a CPA, you want to hire slow, very slow, make sure that they're qualified, make sure that they fit the well, personality profile. So when you look at uh, sales in general, you, you want to hire for quality, you want to hire like a six figure salesperson. And everybody wants to do that, right? But sometimes it takes nine, you know, 50K a year salespeople to get to that six figure salesperson, right? But if you if you legit have lead flow coming in, you have the opportunity, it's more of a conversion type system versus a, um, a hunting and gathering type system, then uh, you want to hire quality, you're going to use things like wisehire.com is great, because uh, they have built in disk testing. And so what you do is you disk test your top salespeople, and then maybe even your sales manager, and then you get a, a personality profile, and then you check that personality profile of everybody coming in as a candidate, and then you... Um, so you're job posting on wisehire.com? Yeah. Is that what you're doing? Okay. Yeah, and then they have a, it set up to where you can set up the disk test before uh, they can apply. So they have to take the disk test. One, they can follow instructions and take a disk test, right? Will or they winning. actually take the disk test as right. a huge test, I believe? Exactly. you got to put hoops in place if you want higher quality people. True. So they take the disk test. They match the profile. Now they're a premium candidate. Now you're not just like, hey, here's an application or here, here's an interview. You're reaching out to them. You're having a conversation. Now you're selling them on the position because they're a premium candidate. And so there's that version, which is high quality, right? And then there's... All right, body count equals bank account. I need to get as many salespeople in here as possible. The sales script is very simple. You know, if you can walk and chew gum, you can execute it. And so I'm going to do opportunity meetings now to where I pitch the opportunity to maybe five to 10 people. And uh, maybe two or three are like, okay, I can do this. And this then, is to hire salespeople. Right. right. And yeah. then uh, three weeks later, you've got one left. You know, and once you figure out that I've system. I've heard this before. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Once you figure out that system, then you scale it. You get more offices, you get more people, you get more managers, you know what I mean? You just scale it from there. That's door-to-door -door sales, though. You know, as you move up in the rank in terms of uh, difficulty of sale, like you go into B2B, mm -hmm. now you want the higher-quality reps. You know, it just depends on your business. So, so yeah, go ahead. you started in the door-to-door -door space. Mm -hmm. you, you bought the company. Mm -hmm. How did you get exposure from door-to-door -to, -door to B2B to social media? How did that flow go? So the... The campaign, what happens is when you have a company like AT&T realize, oh, you're good at this, then they want you to do other products and other campaigns, right? Mm -hmm. So the next one they wanted us to do was B2B, right? So now we're knocking on businesses' doors instead of residential doors, right? And the next one, they launched a security campaign, right? So they had a digital life. And so now we're sending you leads and you're going in and closing the customers, you know? So kind of grew into other mm -hmm. avenues because my client needed those other avenues. You know, I also did uh, sales for Vivint. You know, we did, uh, we opened up our own solar company. Um, we did uh, commercial energy uh, sales. We did residential energy. You know, we did all different kinds of stuff. We wanted to diversify our portfolio so we could hire a lot of different types of people as well as create different opportunity structures, right? Now, social media came up when I joined uh, a mastermind called Apex two years ago. It's been a little over two years now, right? Yeah. Maybe about two and a half years ago. And I learned things in there that helped me recruit those higher quality salespeople or those key players, those um, tens, I guess you could say. And the idea behind it was, you know, one, um, be transparent, you know, two, document everything, and then three, give value. And if you do that, 
you'll get an attraction that happens in terms of recruiting that happens in terms of sales and that happens in terms of the people that you do life with and friendships, you know, and it creates this, uh, I guess this atmosphere or this, uh, circle of influence, you know, that you all kind of feed each other, you know, to where you're not scrolling your social media and it's all yeah. junk and politics and crap. That's controversial. It's all positive things, lifting each other up, you know, business ideas and techniques and websites that are working really well or AI, whatever the, the latest trend is that's helping business owners, that's what your feed is full of, you know? And so uh, that's kind of how I got into the social media piece. I learned a concept called uh, building your machine, which there's a few different ideas behind it. But the first one is, like I said, um, document everything, right? Post at least once a day. You know, we post, well, per medium, probably three to four times a day. That's not including stories, right? One of those posts are mine or two, and then the rest are podcast clips, consulting clips. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of video now, uh, exactly what you and your team does. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a big part of it. A lot of customers hear about you, and then they don't make a decision on your product, and then they never hear about you again. But if you're constantly posting on social media and you've connected with them there, then they're going to see your product every day. You'll be top of mind. Mm -hmm. And then when they do finally decide they have that big problem that comes up because they don't have your service, guess who they're going to call? Yeah. You know? yeah. So that's the general concept of it. But you can be a lot more strategic with it, too. And so if I decide, hey, I want to go after real estate investors and you know, I'm a CPA and I know I can help them with their real estate investments and make sure they don't get in trouble with their passive activity, then I can, basically I can network first, right? I can go to the things that you guys go to locally mm -hmm. here or uh, national events. I can network first and anytime I get a real estate investor, I'll connect with them on social media. And then I'll put them into what I call my top 25. And those top 25 are people that I make a intentional effort on a weekly, bi-weekly, three or four times a week if you have one of Mark's VAs, you can do it every day. Exactly what I do. <laughs> I target them, and I like all their posts. Yep. I comment on their posts, and I engage with their content. And guess what happens when you do that? They're connected yeah. to you. You're connected to them. Facebook sees you as a couple. We'll just call yeah. it a couple. Yeah, and then it gives it gives you right back to them. Yep. Now, do you think they're going to do business with the CPA that specializes in real estate investing that they saw at a conference and – never heard from again, or the one that they exchange social media handles and they see every day on their social media yeah. and is giving them tips and tricks, giving them value on how they can maximize their depreciation. Yeah. Value, personality. This is who I am. This is, mm -hmm. I call it relevance, right? Cause you're staying relevant in front of your ideal client. Mm -hmm. This is not rocket science. Right. Yeah. And when you can, that, that's why outsourcing is such a huge leverage in that. Cause I can stay in front of them almost constantly. I'm working yeah. on a LinkedIn project that I think is going to be amazing. Um, but and LinkedIn is one of the most underutilized when it comes to this. So I think it's going to be fantastic. Whatever you're doing with that, it, if it's around this concept, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Well, and I think the thing too, with social media is there's a lot of people out there. They, they're the silent scrollers, mm -hmm. right? They don't really do a lot on social media and those people don't really register how much influence social media actually has on them right. on like a cognizant recognized level mm -hmm. they do get influenced by it but they don't think they do because they're not big on social mm -hmm. media but just being that person that you see i feel like i know some people just because i see them all the time on tiktok or facebook 
And I don't know them yeah. except on social media. And they share enough of themselves that I feel like I've got a personal connection with them. And then you meet them in person. You're like, oh, <laughs> this mm-hmm. person doesn't know me at all. <laughs> um, but it's a huge sales tool. So you have given a lot of value just based on your story showing all the different ways mm-hmm. that you can generate business, systematize sales, new tips and tricks. If there's one thing that someone listening who is like, oh gosh, I need to up my sales game. I need to, I need to bring in more revenue could concentrate on then their business to do. What would you advise them to start with? Reps. You need more reps. Uh, too many people are looking for the NLPQ fix for their sales process or to, to even hire the consultant, you know, and bring them in and fix their process. But at the end of the day, Conviction comes from experience, and you need more reps. Mm, and by reps, you mean quality. sales reps that are out yeah. there actually well, talking and, to people trying to sell your service. And look, everybody's going to pitch you advertising, just like they they did our man uh, mm-hmm. Roman. Yeah. Um, it's Ram. 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 Everybody's going to pitch you that, but at, at the end of the day, you can advertise all you want. But once that client comes in, if they have any doubt about wanting to use their service, you're gonna you're gonna fumble that ball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And so don't be afraid of cold leads. Don't be afraid of networking. Don't be afraid of building relationships where people come in from a referral source, which is a lot warmer than a paid ad, oh, big right? Time. Because it, and if you haven't, if you haven't closed at least a hundred customer and depending on your ticket price, right? But if you haven't at least closed a hundred customers, you need to do that before you go and spend money on ads. Mm-hmm. because you need the reps, you need the experience, you need to know, you need to have a hundred conversations and know exactly what the pain points of your client are, how your service provides the solution, and then why they're going to buy today. You know, not tomorrow, not the next day, not next week, because that gets exhausting to keep up with, right? So why they're going to buy today. Once you go through a hundred of them, and let's just say you close 10 to 15, you're going to be lethal when those ads come in because they're actually going to be interested in your product at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you'll have such a such a better advantage. So I know by the time this is released, uh, you know, you're you've got a an event coming up on mm-hmm. Friday that I'm I'm excited about being there. And mm-hmm. just I think being in your circle a little bit is uh, I want to pay attention to that because yeah. you're good at it. You've got a good vibe about it. You know, you're not hype. You're just mm-hmm. this is just what it is. Yeah. So Doug, I, I appreciate you coming in. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? And what's your social media that they should be following? Yeah, txbizdad.com. So that's txbizdad.com, and that has all my social media handles on it and everything. But if you want to go straight to social media, um, everything is at txbizdad. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Great conversation. All right, as we wrap up the show, quick reminder, check out our latest podcast uh, on all of our usual podcast platforms or go to our website at satalkradio.com. That's going to be it for us. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one.